Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Wait till they get a load of me. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you could have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. Make your next thing a big one. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, Rachel Dara. Oh, oh, you've heard that name. Oh, out of Canada. Oh, yeah, you've heard that one. Singer, songwriter. Oh, yeah, she's kind of young, but she's got it going on, okay? You're going to get to hear a little bit about Rachel Dara in the next few minutes, so stick around the next big invention. <gasps> it's a little secret. Okay. <laughs> this week's shows, oh, Friday night, I will be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. My usual Friday night gig, the video dance party karaoke jam at the Rab, your favorite place to be in the whole wide world. They got a full bar, the kitchen's open, pool tables. They got a pool tournament on Friday nights. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it, come on out to the Rab, Conway, Arkansas. From 8 p.m. until 12.30 in the AM. That's when the karaoke goes. I think they open up at 4. So if you want to get there early, get there early. I'll be there at 8 o'clock to start the show. All right, and then Saturday, Saturday. Well, I save Saturdays for weddings and parties and special events. So I'm pretty sure I got something going on. And if I don't, give me a call. All right, that's enough intro. Let's get into it with Rachel Dara. I'm so excited. I got her on the Skype. So if you're listening to the audio version, I encourage you to check out the video version on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash keys. Dan Skyping Rachel Dara now. Nice to meet you, Dan. It's a pleasure. Rachel Dara. Hopefully I said that correctly. Did I pronounce that? You did. You pronounced it. Per- you actually one of the first people who have pronounced my name perfectly on the first try, on the first interview. <laughs> well, I, I talked to a, a gentleman in Ireland. Uh, he calls himself Dara. Uh, but um, it's, yeah. it's Gaelic. Yeah, D-A-R-R-A-U-G-H, if I'm not mistaken. But he goes by Dara uh d-a-r period no wait d-a period r-a which ruins my algorithm when i play his songs on radio watch it makes it look like there's a oh my goodness it makes it look like it's a website so it gives me lots of problems i've talked to him about that before but yeah that's tough that's tough once you pick a stage name you got to go with it you got to brand it you got to keep you know you got to brand it yeah i'm keys dan from the florida keys and here i am in arkansas okay i'm not look at you i'm not in key largo anymore but i've branded keys dan so I'm stuck with it. The moniker is mine. I own it now. Okay. Yeah. But Rachel I'll tell Dara, you something. Please. Just because um, 
you know, I, I want I want to get personal with you. Rachel Dara is my name. It's not my full name. I have two last names. I have a very long name. Um, and I go to school and I, I'm, I'm in the 10th grade. I tell people my last names. The teachers are always reading the sheet. They can never get my name right. It's like Rachel and then keyboard smash. <laughs> um, so people just know me as Rachel Dara. They don't even listen to my music. Some people don't know that I make music in the first place. But they somehow know that my name is Rachel Dara. And I find that really, really cool. How could people not know that you make music? At least for the last three years, you've been posting uh, this great, great music on your YouTube Thank page. You. And that's how people uh, find you. But all right, before we even get into it, and I know we're already into it, we're rolling. But um, we're rolling, before, we're rolling. before I even get into it, I'm of a certain age. So when I'm listening to your music, I hear... All right, and and I, I'm I'm a bit older than you. I hear Sarah McLaughlin. I hear Fiona Apple. I hear that Tori, is an honor. I hear Tori Amos. I hear Kate Bush. I hear those sounds. Sarah Brightman. I hear those those voices. Those trills. I'm getting chills up my spine thinking about that in comparison to your music that's out there for the world to hear. And um, okay, wow. another observation that I probably have. This is just me spitballing. Tell me if I'm right or wrong or if I'm close. Most people, all right, some people in their backpacks, they'll have a hairbrush, maybe some uh, lipstick, you know, maybe a, a sandwich, bologna sandwich. I imagine you in your backpack, you have your travel guitar with How you, did you at know? all times. How did you know? Yeah. I pretty much carry it everywhere. Whenever I'm like out, out and about, I tend to have my travel guitar on me. Yeah. Yeah. My cousin totally. Timmy's the same. He's got. Uh, he's um. He, he's been on the podcast too. Uh, uh, Timmy Demateo, uh, post rock lips. Uh, uh, this, this is a kid cool. that that plays guitar by ear, but he has a little wow. travel guitar similar to the like one that. that uh, yeah, similar to the one that you have. And um, okay, all right, but I like that. I like that you're ready at a moment's notice. Me as Thank a DJ, you. it takes me at least a half an hour to an hour to set, up to set up and get everything going and get that party going. You yeah. can whip it out. Bang. You're, you're, you're putting on a show. That's yeah. what I love about the guitar. You know, people talk about, well, you know, you're an artist, you're a musician. Why don't you play the piano? Well, first off, I don't play the piano because I, I asked my parents if I could play the guitar when I was little and it took me about two years to convince them that I actually wanted them to play music. Um, like most kids don't go up to their parents at piano lessons, but piano is an amazing instrument. I personally did not know it existed um, until, you know, I was a little, a little bit older than eight. Um, I, I knew it existed, but I didn't really know that much about it. But I discovered the guitar and I was fascinated by the strings and how it felt on my fingers. And I started, I, I started playing it when I was nine. My dad got me lessons for my ninth birthday. Um, and you know what? If that was my kid, I would be so, so proud that they have this interest in music. But like, wow, is my child delusional? Because usually it's the other way around where the parent is forcing the kid to play an instrument and the kid is dreading it. My parents weren't dreading it. My parents were, were really supportive of it, but they didn't see it coming because 
I don't really have any musical background in my family. I just You're the one. showed interest in it. Wait a I minute. blame Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. I, I, I've always heard and I've always observed that it's kind of genetic. There has to be some kind of musical uh, background. There has to be something in the blood. There has to be somebody back there so way back when. I recently found out that my great-grandfather on my mom's side was a cantor and he was a theatrical actor um but this was like 18 1800s um and i like i didn't know i didn't know anything about him but we just found out that that's what he did it was his hobby well for my listener what's uh what's a cantor a cantor is a, a singer like a somebody who who sings but like very very passionately but isn't it like a special? Is it a religious thing? It's a yeah, it's a religious thing. It's um, it's somebody who sings in a religious context, who who sings prayers, um, and who like makes the prayers into something musical. Who who gives prayers some musical spice? Um, and he also apparently he used to act in in theater. And I I don't know if you know I started out in theater. My parents put me in acting school because I told them I wanted to be quote unquote famous like Justin Bieber. Yeah, you're getting there. Yeah. You're getting there. You, he started on YouTube. <laughs> you started on YouTube, right? I started I started on my dad's YouTube channel. Yeah, the first time I was ever put in the public eye was on my dad's YouTube channel when I was 12 years old. I was, I did not look 12 years old. Um, I was about to go to a party of some sort and I had on my hair and my, my hair wasn't done. My makeup was done and I was wearing a dress and high heels. I looked like I was at least 35 and I looked older at 12, but the makeup just made me look even more older. Um, and I sang the song. It was a song I wrote I had a ukulele. It's called Thrive, and it was a song that where where it hit the chorus, I would belt, and the ukulele part was like it was a bop. Um, lyrics were were pretty decent for somebody who was twelve, but looking back on it, I think I think it had to make sense. I think it had to make sense, and I missed the key element. Um, but that was the first video that was ever posted on YouTube, and to this day, people still show me that video, and are like, "Hey, Rachel, look what I found." Um, it was completely raw, completely unedited, and completely me trying to be somebody who I wasn't. And I'll get to that part. At the end, I decided to belt outside of my range um, and then pull off a whistle note that I'd never whistled in my entire lifetime as a 12-year-old. Um, and of course, I did not. It, it didn't work out well. So, you know what? It was worth it. I got to put my face on the internet. I got to put my music on the internet. It was not perfect. I'm still proud of it because I I wrote that song maybe a year prior and I, I just wanted to put my music out there. And to this day, I just, I want to put my music out there. I was told yesterday, um, somebody reached out to me on Instagram and told me that my my latest single, Broken Friendships, helped them with a breakup. And this is somebody who I've never actually had a conversation with. Um, and I was just really touched by it because it's not something I, I expected to hear. I, I, I love putting out music. I'm proud of my music um, and I want people to connect with it. But I, I never 
really thought that they would, and Rachel, they and they did. Rachel Dara, that's a super person did. Yeah, that's a superpower that you have. You could change lives through your music. Now, you did mention the Biebs, Justin Bieber. Love the guy. Justin Bieber. Okay, you live in a world that. That has always been on the internet, always had social media, always yeah, had YouTube. Totally. It's a blessing and a curse. You as an a, a, a independent artist can put their music out there instantly. SoundCloud, CD Anyone, Baby. anything could go Am- viral. Amazon, anything, anything. But you're also living in the spotlight. The, the downfall that Justin Bieber had in his, uh, you know, my, my goodness, if I had a camera in my face 24 hours a day while I was growing up, I, I'd probably be in jail because I would get so upset that some, somebody had a camera in my face all the time. I want to I want to have a camera in my face when I want a camera in my face. I'm sure, yeah. you know, and I'm, I don't want to speak for you. What do you think about the social media? And as you grow as an artist, uh, you might have to face those, those uh, downfalls where there's cameras in your face. I, I personally think that, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you from experience, my parents decided that they wouldn't allow me to have social media ever. They would, they just wouldn't allow me to have social media. And then I started making music and they realized, well, she's living in a digital world. Can't, can't really do this. Um, and I would beg them to have Instagram, to have, I, I was only allowed YouTube. Um, and they told me that you're not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And I asked, when will I be ready? And they said, well, we don't know. And uh, when I did my first showcase, when I was 12, one of the people who was running the showcase said, Rachel, what's your Instagram? And I said, I don't have Instagram. What's your Facebook? I don't have Facebook. What's your TikTok? TikTok was just starting to get relevant back then. I don't have TikTok. And he told me and my dad that the first thing that we're going to do when we're get when we're going to get home is make an Instagram page because if we don't make an Instagram page we're setting ourselves up for failure and that's what we did and that's how Rachel Dara music was born um to this day that's my handle that's my account and i i think that there are there are ways where you can separate your individual personal life from your music scene um and I've seen some artists, I, I really like when artists are able to separate them, themselves from the media in kind of a mystique way, um, but also put themselves out there as a person, as, as an artist, as an individual. I'll give you an example. I was actually watching a, a, a YouTube video on this. It's very interesting. I don't know if you know who Alexa Demi is. She's an actress. Mm-hmm. She was a star in Euphoria. And she is very, she's very, you know, she talks about herself to the media. She's open with the media, but she keeps herself as a person private in a mysterious way. We don't even know her age. We know so much about her, about her lifestyle, about what she likes, about who she is, but we don't know the key elements of like her upbringing and her, her age even, you know? And I think that's, that's something that's just, so cool um but going back to the whole idea of having cameras in your face that's tough especially for a kid that's that could be very tough because your your brain is developing and you 
you're maturing and people are treating you as this sometimes object. Yeah. Like I've seen celebrities be objectified and any, any celebrities, anybody, anybody in the industry can be, can be objectified. And it's really, it's a sad reality, but the, at the same time, it gives people the, the opportunity to be open with the world. Rachel Dowra, I think you're so far ahead of the game because you. you listen to your parents. You have you have your dadager, and I'm so happy that you have that. You know, some uh, there's a lot of kids that don't listen to their parents. And by the way, Alexa uh, Demi is 32 years old, easily found out on the internet. Uh, one quick little search. We don't know for sure, though. Okay, okay, but that's uh, you know the speculation. Can you trust Wikipedia? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you, you know I, I, I'm, but you're navigating. You, you started with Instagram. A lot of uh, the celebrities have been breaking all their social media down to just Instagram. They feel like it's the safest. You post and you ghost. Don't look at the comments. Don't worry about what's, what's going on with other people's accounts. Yeah. Just post where you're going to be. Uh, you know, what's your new song? Here's a little snippet. Go buy my song over at Apple or stream it at spotify you know throw me some money please because i'm doing this for you <laughs> you know yeah. you know is it your desire to make this into a living or do you have another another goal in life do you what do you what do you want to be when you grow up rachel dara so about the post i want to go back to what you said about posting please. and ghosting because and even even if i was there i i want to connect with the people who listen to my music i don't just put my music out for them to and then just disappear um i want the what the key element i want to have in the media is a connection with my fans and you know what if i was if i ever became if i was becoming big in the industry i would take some time out of my week to respond to comments to like comments because these are the people that are buying my music this is this is how I ended up here, or how I would end up here. How can I just ignore these people? Unless it's something negative. If these are positive comments, then I'm going to respond with positive feedback. If they're negative comments, I just won't. Re- and I do that now. I just don't respond because I don't. They don't deserve my response. I like the way you think. You know, <laughs> it, your fans are very important. You signing an autograph. And, and and being on Instagram or being on, on any of the social media, if you respond to your fans or you answer or you engage, that's like yeah. signing an autograph. That that it really that, is. That puts them in touch with you. Your song already connected with people, at least that one person. You help them through a breakup. That's fantastic. Uh, you Thank know, you. but here, you know, not only are you giving them your your music, you're giving them a piece of your heart. But I see for the most part, you keep your you keep it business, okay? If people slide into your DMs, business only, okay? If you want to collaborate, you know, and go through the datager, okay? And I'm talking to you, listener. Go through the datager <laughs> if you want to get to Rachel Dara, you know. Uh, but are you open? You you've been writing songs at least what uh, you said to, for at least the three four years now. How, I've how been writing songs since I was nine years old. And how old are you I- now? I'm 16. 16. I wrote my first song. Well, technically, I showed interest in writing songs around the age of six, seven. I watched Alvin and the Chipmunks, and I thought, okay, well, I want to do this too. So I took out a piece of paper, and I started writing melodies. And I remember the, the first song I wrote had to do 
with, um, I don't remember much of it. First song I wrote in quotation marks being something that I wanted to write, but I couldn't write because I didn't have the vocabulary yet. It was a story about me and somebody who looked like me walking on the street and somebody else getting confused. This was somebody in my kindergarten class who looked nothing like me. <laughs> Just another kid, you know? Um, it went, I looked like you, but I'm actually, actually, and it was, it was cute. Um, my, my childhood best friend still, still makes fun of me for that. But this is you your, poeti- your poetic license, okay? Uh, <laughs> lovely Rita is about a girl named Mita. Okay, and there's a lot of a lot of that. There's there's a lot of songs that that take a little bit of license. This one's about my wife. Her name is Julie, but I called the song Stephanie because it fit better. You know that that kind yeah. of a thing. But uh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's something that was you were inspired by your friend or by the your schoolmate, and you came up with this. This is magic powers yeah. that you have. Thank you. I mean, it's it's something I've always enjoyed doing. Um, I, I just I love making elements of my life and my imagination into stories. Well, and you, you see on my debut album, yeah. it's elements of my life, elements of my childhood, but also elements of my imagination just coming together and making a a unique kind of I want to call it a concept album because to me it's a concept album because I wrote it as a concept, but people won't catch that unless i tell them no but they will okay and you've had since you were nine to write this song that is uh, it's culminating into right now this is this is everything you've lived up to right now but one of the and and i I love the music that i've heard so far especially 18 18 i'm so glad you like it yeah such a good song and i'm a very visual person i'm a child of the mtv era uh when you know i'm class of 86 mtv came out 81 82 and uh and they actually had music videos so the, the the video killed the radio star literally unless you could be visual uh, you weren't going anywhere. So you have yep. music videos and on, on Friday nights and then even like all the parties that I do are video dance parties. So when I play Rachel awesome. Dara this weekend at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, they're wow. going to go, who is that? I'm going to go Rachel Dara. She was on my podcast just a, a few days ago. And and they're going to go, huh, I'm going to look into that because I like that song. So I, the, my job as the as the club DJ, as the every the, the radio dj is to break out people like you i don't play music i had guitars that got stolen i have a full piano out there i don't know how to play one lick on that piano but i'm glad i have it it's pretty i'm glad you have it too you know uh, you know I, I need to get another guitar so i can play those two chords that i know how to do and uh, it's mostly a power chord <laughs> you know uh, but um i i i envy i'm jealous of people like you who can pick up instruments uh, or even even if you don't play an instrument, you could have an imagination and think about something, have something inspire you, put it into song and put it out there to the world and change lives. It's it's a it's an amazing thing that you have. And now you've made this record. Yeah, I could see that it's progressive, young and alone, just book by its cover titles you know no's birthday party this is something a little kid would think of sunset boy oh okay starting to think about boys 18 you know you're starting to think ahead big invention this is all 
this is just books by by its cover. These are just titles, and I encourage my listener to go and find those titles and to stream them. But um, you know, tell me what inspired you for all these titles. What what are these songs about? I'll start off. I'll go one by one, and I'll go on a. I'll make it quick. Eighteen was my. Eighteen is just about a fear of growing up, and you know, eighteen's a big year. You turn eighteen. You're, in, you're supposed to be independent, but I've always relied on others around me, and I wrote that song when I was 14, and I was sitting in my chair, and I was just thinking, I wanted to write, and I just felt terrified, because what will happen when I'm 18, and I'm not this you know, little kid anymore making music, no one's going to think I'm cute. It's not that no one's going to think I'm cute, it's that I'm just like everybody else. I've got no one to lean on. Well, I do have people to lean on. I didn't realize that at the time. And I was just, I was just scared. That's what I tell people. 18 is about scared of, being scared of growing up. And, you know, Sunset Boy was actually one of the first songs on the album I wrote. I wrote that when I was 13. And I didn't write it about a person. I wrote it about a feeling. I, I actually, I'll tell you a funny story. I wrote Sunset Boy after seeing my friend's post on Instagram um, in the middle of COVID, right when COVID started of a sunset. And I was like, huh, okay, here's a melody. What goes with this? And it just, it just happened. It just worked. I came up with a story. I knew people could connect to it. And I connected with the feeling and I connected with the vibe and I, I made it into Sunset Boy. And well, just projecting, projecting some of the males in your life are going to claim to be the Sunset Boy as you, <laughs> as you progress, as you get more and more uh, famous or, or on different levels in this business. But they're going to say, hey, I'm the Sunset Boy, uh, you know, and uh, wait, uh, you're so vain. Yeah, yeah. It's about me. That song's about me. So Sunset Boy. Well, and Sunset Boy could be about anyone, because if I wrote it about no one, then I guess anyone could claim it. <laughs> it's all yours. All right. Um, Young and Alone, I wrote about feeling nostalgic for my past while, while being locked in because of COVID, but as well just because, you know, even though we're out of this whole period of distress and things have started to come back to normal everyone's lives will still be impacted by COVID and it'll never, it'll never be the same as it was, you know, things are, you know, normalized back to normal, but it just, it won't be the same because we didn't know what the future had ahead of us. And now we're always going to have that past behind us. Um, so I wrote about how it impacted me as, as a young person and Noe's birthday party. Wait, is, let's, let's stop there. Uh, Rachel yeah. Dara, you know, you now that you've timestamped this a little bit, uh, we've gone through as a whole world this uh, this pandemic, this COVID nineteen. How how did it affect you as a young person? Because I know a lot of the kids didn't get that school experience. Were you stuck? I didn't. out of school. Were you were you doing this with your teachers? How, so how did it affect you? I come from an immunocompromised family, and. The guidelines in Canada were that after around six months, you returned back to in-person school. And I couldn't do that because I just, I, I physically could not do that. I'm not immunocompromised, but I had to protect my family. So I was stuck at home while all my friends were at school. Um, and I started 
streaming online concerts on Facebook and Instagram and I called them COVID concerts and that's how I built most of my fan base to this day. I streamed every night um, on Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. and more people kept on watching me and eventually it led me to recording my album and I could explain how if you'd like. Please. So basically I got connected with Tim Steinruck who's a metal artist out of British Columbia in Canada, and he is the lead of the band The Mighty One. And Tim started watching my videos weekly. He started noticing an improvement. He was like, okay, all right, I'm going to start interacting with this girl. And he reached out, and him and my, my, my dad and I and Tim started talking, and we, we got along super well. And we really, we, we digged each other's music, and eventually uh, he reached out to us, and he said, hey... I'm connected with Don Coleman, who's a booking agent and a musician. And Don tells me that um, Mark Howard is looking to create a an album with a Canadian artist, an acoustic lifestyle album. Are you interested? Mark Howard is a well-known and very hardworking producer. He's, he's nomadic. He moves around. And he's worked with some... Some awesome people like Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, the Neville Brothers. Uh, so he, he's an experienced producer. And we decided that this is worth it. This is worth it. This is a one-of-a-kind experience. And so within two weeks, we were out driving 18 hours away from my home, Montreal, Canada, to Nova Scotia. And Mark and I recorded this album in a little cabin in the woods, which, is, which was his house at the time. He had, he had a Grammy Award up on the wall. Um, a Grammy Award certificate. I took a picture of him, took a picture with him with that. Um, and I remember looking around and I was like, wow, I, I'm here. This is, this is cool. But not I'm here with Mark Howard. I'm here recording an album. I dreamed of this for, for so long. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for COVID. So as much as I hated that period of time and as much as it impacted me, it, it brought me this. It launched my music career. And I, I believe that it helped out a lot of other artists. So I'll give it credit for that. Yeah. I, I've heard the very ironically or very, uh, you know, I don't even know the, the, the term to use, but uh, a lot of creators created and they said, thank you, COVID for giving me time to create That's so cute because they were you know they were if if it wasn't for that they'd have been on the road touring uh you know doing other projects busy 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 but it made everybody slow down just a little yeah. bit and, and go within themselves and dig deeper within themselves. And it looks I like that's so what deep you did. That I wrote an album. <laughs> exactly what you did. Now, Tim Steinrich. Okay. I don't know how well you knew him. I just had him on the podcast last week. Fantastic oh, he's so awesome. fellow. And Paul Stanley. Hello. I mean, he was so awesome. You know, Mr. Kiss fan himself. What a good dude. He is. Oh, yeah. What a good guy. What a good hearted man. You know what? I loved him with all of my soul. He just wants the best for people. And it's not the fact that he wants the best for people. It's the fact that he is the best and he wants the best for people. Yeah. It's so rare to find people who are just top tier artists, top tier people who want the best for everybody else. Tim is just a good soul. Yeah. He's a really, really good soul, and I, I love him for that. I love him for so many other reasons. He's got an awesome beard, too. I'll give him that. Well, he got mentored all those years ago, and once you get to a certain level in this in this 
business, you start yeah. mentoring other people. You start giving other people a leg up. And that's, there's room for everybody in this. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that I do this podcast is so I can get to know other people, learn from other people, and hopefully you get a few more people listening to you and Thank finding you. out more about Rachel Dara, the wonder that is Rachel Dara. <laughs> Thank you. you, you know? I'm so grateful for people like you. <laughs> you know, you really care about artists and you're, you're helping us out. On behalf of the entire music industry, <laughs> people who are who are working to create music, who are who are putting this out there and who want people to hear it, we all want to thank you because <laughs> you're you're just full on helping people out. You know what's funny is I don't do it for the accolades, but when I was living in Miami, I'm born and raised in Miami, a, a really huge town. Seven million of my closest friends living right next wow. to me. Okay, and I used to uh, uh, go to some of these concerts. I was on the radio down in in Miami, and uh, yeah, and I would go to these concerts, and they'd go, "Hey, there's Keys Dan from Mexico 105.5," and I would I would be like, "Hey, you know," and it seemed like. Yeah, I kind of like that. It was nice to be recognized, you know. That's <laughs> but, awesome. But, you know, you doing what you do, I, I know a lot of people, a lot of artists will go, uh, I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for the fame. I do it because I have to do it. That might be true, but it's also true. It. It's also nice to get the accolades, to get somebody to say, a girl, good job. That's a good song. You helped me through that it, breakup. It means a lot. Yeah, because yeah. I... I work I work at what I do. When I'm sitting and I'm writing a song, I want to get it out. I want to write a song. I don't just, you know, keep it inside of me and say, oh, I'll do this tomorrow, unless I'm just exhausted, mm-hmm. which I have done before. But I feel horrible when I do that because I want to let it out. And I'll be totally honest with you, I started full-on crying like four days ago because I had an awesome idea, but I was just too tired to write it. And so the waterworks came out because I was too tired to cope with my emotions. <laughs> I mean, that was coping with my emotions, but I should have coped by sleeping because it was very late. And I felt creative, but I also felt just exhausted. Well, do you have and a recorder or a piece of paper? What's paper, yeah. Grandpa? You know, I, <laughs> you know, do you have a recorder sitting next to your uh, a, a phone maybe that, that has, yeah, it, has a recording capability. So when you yeah. wake up in the middle of the night going, oh, 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 what was that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. And press the record button real quick. And then when you wake up in the morning, say, and you, and you listen back to it and you go, what was I thinking? Delete. <laughs> I've done that on walks with my dog. I have, first off, my voice memos app is filled with the most useless voice memos, stuff that I, I'm never even going to use, but I just like, it's so cool. I even have stuff like, like sometimes I ask my friends if I could record them saying things so I could sample them in my songs one day. Uh, I have a video of myself that I've always wanted to sample in a song. It's from when I graduated elementary school and I'm saying, hi, I'm Rachel. I'm 12 years old. Welcome to my life, baby. And I just, I want to put that in a song. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, what I'm going to do with that. Um, but I just, I want it out there. You know, I want to share parts of me, parts of what I love, parts of who I love. Um, I want to put that all in my music. I want to incorporate that. And from everything you've heard, there's so much more to hear. I'll tell you a little secret. Wait, don't you have like a song? You, Wait, don't you have a song like that that starts out with a little, like a little snippet of something? Didn't the, eighteen? The music video for eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm listening to it. I'm a, yeah, there it is. The music video is. for eighteen. Uh, no, I hear what you said. I'm a, my feathers are too warm. Oh my goodness! I was four years if you old. Can flap your wings a little bit. It'll help. 
<laughs> I know I was listening to a song that you had a recording. I record people totally. all the time for the radio, but continue. Tell me the story. The story behind the uh, the vocals. Anything. That, okay, sure. Um, so the uh, the little snippet of my tiny voice that you heard in the beginning of the music video of eighteen was me with my dad when I was four years old, and I was talking about how much I love ducks. And one thing about me. I will not hide it from the public because this is me as an artist. This is me as a person. This is me as an individual. You cannot change this about me um, in anywhere. I'm obsessed with ducks. It's my thing. It will always be my thing. It's been my thing since I was a child, and it will be my thing until I'm 85 years old, 95 years old, 105. I hope I hope I make it till then. Um, oh, you but, will. By the time you get to that age, we're going to be living two, three hundred years. I, I fully believe that. But go ahead. Fingers crossed. Um, I I wanted, I guess I was just talking about how much I love ducks and my dad thought it was cute, caught it on recording. And the reason why I decided to put it at the, at the beginning of 18 is because, you know, talking about growing up, talking about my fear of growing up and boy, I would have loved to go back in time and just talk about how much I love ducks. You know, it was, it was great um, until the Noe's birthday party era hit and people didn't really like that. <laughs> Now, okay, you're you're going through the years uh, in time with the the album that you've just put out, and I, I fully believe that you would have put an album out no matter what. COVID just maybe maybe put it in fast forward, put it in a, it really in, in a higher gear, but it, it, it was inevitable that you were going to be putting music out. I'm glad that you're ahead of the game. My goodness, you're uh, you know 16 years old. Uh, I think that's Britney and uh, Christina time. You know, to yep. where, that's where they started, and. Um, you know, and and, and uh, they they took two different, two very different paths. Uh, I hope I hope you take one and the other path. But uh, you have guidance. You have a dad I that's do. that's that's guiding you through. And um, what 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 do your what does your mom and dad do? So it's it's funny. I got I got very lucky with my parents. My dad's a marketing marketing guy. Um, and my mom is a senior bankruptcy analyst. She she works for the government. Um, the, the federal government of Canada and she deals with people who are going bankrupt and she helps them out. Um, and that's a completely, you know, it's, it's a very, um, specific thing, but she knows about, you know, how, how things work and she, she knows how to apply to things because she's had to apply to so many things for so many different people, um, that she knows how to submit an application and she helps me when I have to apply to things. Um, and my dad no, no, but knows that's how to the make business. websites Wait, and that's, knows. That's the business. Okay. And a lot of people go into this, not knowing the business. It's nice that you have someone that can handle the numbers that can, and thank you, mom for, for learning math and, uh, <sighs> and, and, and even helping people out uh, during that tough time. My goodness, I've never gone through a bankruptcy, but I've, 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 I've uh, had friends and family that have gone through bankruptcy it is a tough situation it's not it's not easy it's not easy it is it is not easy and you know what my mom and my dad have two, two very different jobs but the the education that they that they got in order to you know work with what they have helps me out because i'm i'm young i I, I guess I, I'm inexperienced and I need guidance and they're there. And even if they're not, I mean, my dad's now working for big records um, because he knows he, he's a marketer. He, he works with, with tech and with media marketing. 
um, oh, I phrased that wrong. Not media marketing, um, <laughs> web marketing. Very well, did big he difference, build, I think. Did he build that website of yours? He built my website, yeah. Fantastic. Great job. That alone uh, tells me he's he's got some skills, some he, knowledge. He does have some skills, <laughs> and he's he's awesome. I love my dad. Um, I love learning about what he does. I love I love learning about people's jobs, you know? I personally, if... If I wasn't a, if I was an artist, I um, I would love to be somebody who works in the social sector. I after high school, um, I'm going to be going into something called CJEP, which is what we have in Canada in Quebec before college. Um, it's a two three year program, and I'm going to be studying social sciences. I don't know what yet, probably psychology, just because I'm super interested in that. Because I always want to have a backup plan backup plan just in case you know music doesn't work out and i i just want to be able to support myself 18 no matter what happens well it's the best of both worlds rachel dower you have your dad with his uh with the um with the the marketing and the entertainment and the creative push and then you have your mom with the analytical you know as she between the two you have you're so far ahead of the game i can't say that enough uh, it, it, I don't. I don't know. Why I love them. I, I'm getting They're, bleeps here. They help okay. me out. <laughs> I don't, what is that? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I never had any, anything bleep through. Mm. <laughs> but uh, stop it! <laughs> I'm talking to Rachel. Stop it! <laughs> That's so cute. I think I hear bleeping too. Maybe we're getting the same bleeping. Possibly. Oh, I think we're getting different bleeping. Yeah, we're getting very different bleeping. I'm, I'm getting Facebook bleeping. I think you're getting other bleeping. I'm getting Skyped by the AI. The, uh, hey, the AI is coming to get us. What do you think about that? Oh, I um, it's actually interesting. I was talking to my friend, um, and she was telling me that she wants to go into a certain very specific program in the maths and sciences department. I can't name you what it is, um, but she's afraid that it's going to get taken over by AI. And um, I was thinking about that, and I was like, huh you know what? I think she's right. And then a week later at school, we have a whole assembly because people are using chat GBT essays and, and stuff. And obviously everybody's furious. Um, and then they put a new policy that, you know, you get penalized if you use chat GBT because now there's a chat GBT, you know, uh, what do you call it? Detector. Um, <laughs> I think that AI is cool, but it could go too far. Yeah. And it can be scary. Yeah. AI can be terrifying. I, I love some of the things that we've created um, and that we have in this day and age, but AI is one of the things that just freaks me out. Well, you're on TikTok and there's... I am on TikTok. App, yeah, there, there's apps on there that can um, do, uh, can create a painting of you in the style yeah. of a, a starving artist that's out there trying to make a buck, maybe at the, at the fair, at your county fair. And I saw that. And yeah. the the AI is doing a drawing in five minutes for two dollars. You know, eventually it'll, it, they're gonna they're gonna charge for it. It's not gonna be all free like it is now. Totally, totally. So, so you'll pay yeah. two bucks to an AI to do the same painting that this guy was gonna charge you fifty or five hundred dollars for. And the same thing with music. Uh, one day an AI is gonna come after you and say. Uh, yeah, I just wrote this song in the in the style of Rachel Dara. Yeah, you know, I've been seeing these videos of on on TikTok actually of Taylor Swift. Um, not actually Taylor Swift. It's an AI making Taylor Swift say things that she never actually said. Um, like really, 
really not nice things and you could tell that it's not taylor swift but how would somebody know who doesn't really know taylor swift that much that it's not taylor swift it could completely ai can destroy anyone's career and like it's you i i guess as a society since we just can't stop this i guess we need to figure out the difference between what's ai and what's not ai but how do we do that exactly like, but come on but just how we can stop this i you know i think uh, yeah but it, it is inevitable once technology goes in a certain direction we're going to push it to to the uh to the extreme uh be- between uh, i uh, full full disclosure i use adobe audition uh when yeah. i'm recording the voice uh for this podcast or the, the audio version um and adobe audition or adobe industries has a way if you foul up your line in a movie and you go off, say Tom Cruise fouls up a, a line in his movie, Mission Impossible, foul, uh, Tom Cruise never fouls up a line, okay? But let, yeah. let's say hypothetically he did. I can take Tom Cruise's voice, type it in, and make him say whatever I want, make him say the line correctly. Isn't it? Yeah, that, yeah. Having it's, that it's crazy. And, and having your image, I can make you say anything. Oh, it, it's a it's an interesting yeah. world that we're navigating through. And long after I'm gone, you're going to be still here trying to get through it. And I I hope that by that time you've gotten they've gotten this all together and you're still able to make that music on your own with your own mind, using your own hands, your own thoughts, totally. your own desires, your own creative juices, making your songs. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I love making music yes. and you could write something in my style, but will it be genuine? It won't be. Because if you don't hear me singing it live, then it's not, it's not really, even if it's me, it's not really me. Cause I've written tons of songs and I, you know what, there's some songs I really want to play live. And there's some songs that, you know, I, I'm supposed to play live as in, or I could be supposed to put that. I love playing everything I have at live, but I'm saying hypothetically in the future, I could have music out that I just don't want to play because it doesn't feel genuine enough. And that's, that's when it's not me. Um, but sometimes I have songs that, you know, I really want to put out, but I'm yet I gotta wait. Uh, but if I'm watching this or if somebody else is watching this and let's say, I don't know, give or take 10 years, if you see something on the internet, that's me. And it just does not sound right or does not look right. It's not me. It's AI. (laughs) (laughs) I said it in an interview. You could go back in time. You could look at this. It's not me. It's AI. Well, I fully believe whatever you put your, your heart into it, your mind into it, it's, it's going to happen. At nine years old, you said, get me a guitar. And uh, your mom and dad were going, really? Should we get you a guitar? And here you are, all these years later, playing said guitar and putting music out into the world, changing lives, changing feelings, making people feel a certain kind of way. They, they were glum. They had a hard day's work. They come home. They put on the, the Rachel Dara music. Oh, I feel much better now. You know what? The music that you're hearing is a certain genre, and I I don't know if you know, but I dabble in all of the genres. I've got a, I may or may not have a pop song that's just sitting there, you know, mixed, mastered, completely recorded, ready to be released, just chilling in my notes, chilling in my phone. Um, 
and I'm just waiting for the right time to put that out. And that's going to be a song where, you know what, I had a bad day, I'm going to put it on, and it's not just going to make me feel better, it's going to make me feel energetic. And it's not going to wipe away my tears, it's going to make me change my clothes and put on a cool house outfit and walk out of the room and go, well, I, I'm going to go do something now because I, I feel great and I'm not feeling sad anymore. I want that for you. I don't want you to limit yourself. I want you to be able to do any style you want, whatever you feel. Kenny Rogers used to sing whatever he wanted. Nobody stopped him. Uh, now, by the same token, Prince had to change his name to a little sign yeah. So he can get out of a record contract. And Taylor yep. Swift had to re-record all of her own, all, all, all of her, her records music. so she can have ownership over her own songs. What? Yeah. And then yeah, the record companies say, well, on this next record, we want at least two country songs. Well, I'm not doing country right now. Okay? Yeah. We're doing totally. something different. And I want you yeah. to always have that freedom. Although, you know, uh, look, you're going to have compromises that you're going to need to make here and there. But, but as long as they don't so, affect your soul. So many songs, so many songs that people don't know about. And you know what? People people talk to me and they think I've written eight songs. I have not. I haven't written eight songs. I've written a lot more than eight songs. And people don't know what they sound like. People don't know the vibe. Um, and as, as time passes and I grow, not just grow as a person, as an artist, I, I'll get more personal as a person and as an artist. And you might see me release a song that I wrote when I was 13 or 14 or maybe even now because uh, I'm writing a lot now and people just won't guess they won't know it'll be something that I'm exper- I'm experiencing quote unquote in the moment where I release it but it was really something that I was dealing with 15 years ago but they just won't know unless they watch this interview I can't imagine that anybody in your school doesn't know you're a singer. They have everybody to. knows I make music. Everybody, everybody knows. knows I make music. And, all, you know, all those people in your school, tell two friends. And they'll tell two friends. And they'll tell two friends about Rachel Dara. All right. I, I, I want to wind this thing down. I'm, I'm mindful of your time. I know you have other things going on. Uh, right after this, you got more more interviews, more more things happening in the, oh, in the yeah. world of Today's Rachel Dara. A, this week is a wild week. I like it. Dude. Well, tell me tell me about your Crazy. week, Rachel Dara. What's going on in, in oh. the future? Now that we know where you came from, uh, you know, and, and where are you going? That's, that's where we're heading. Well, I'm working on, I actually just got nominated for an ESA award. It's my first ever award. Um, I got nominated What's an ESA? for What's an ESA? an artist. What's an ESA? Tell the people. Is I, that's what I was about to say. Uh, ESA stands for International Singer Songwriters Association. And every year they have a gala. Um, and they distribute awards to up and coming singer songwriters. And I was nominated for an award. And I've never been nominated for any award. So my family and I are going down to Georgia. And, oh, I said that kind of like I was from Georgia. I've never been to Georgia. I've never been to that part of the U.S. Uh, but I'm very excited about it. Uh, it's going to be my first real red carpet i don't know what i'm gonna wear but i know it's gonna be cool uh well i'm talking to somebody from canada eh? so there i I did the same thing (laughs) i love it you know what we actually do say a i will admit it it's it's a thing what's that on the boot (laughs) that 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 thing we don't i mean in montreal we don't say that because you know we're francophone um but maybe maybe in the 
I don't know, maybe in the Maritimes area. I, I, I mean, I went to the Maritimes. I never met anybody who spoke like that. But I was told that there are people who say a boot and who, you know, who have that. It's so cool. I want to meet somebody like that. I, I want to hear that accent. Well, you're going to be hearing accents when you go down to Georgia. You know, it's nice to be recognized. Once again, you're getting accolades. People are recognizing. I love meeting new you people. Have I really love it. But uh, so when is when does that happen? So that's happening this summer. <gasps> oh, yeah. so cool. I, I, and, and that's for the independent artists. You know, the the people that get signed to those big giant contracts, they got the, the Grammys. But we got the ISA, you know, it's and the, the Josie ISA Awards. Award, yeah. And the Josie Awards. I guess that's another one I, 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 that I'm familiar with that I've, I've talked to some people in, in the independent class. Well, totally. Big records. Okay. You're, you're in cahoots with big records. I, I'm just I now finding records, out. Yeah. I'm just now, now finding out the, the wonder that is big records. Uh, Cindy H. Nene. She uh, contacted me and she said, hey, you want to talk to some folks? I went, yeah, I do want to talk Cindy's to some folks. Cindy's awesome. Cindy is so cool, so chill, so down to earth. I really like her. Uh, one day I want to meet Cindy. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. And this, this internet can be used for good or bad. We've never met in person. But now I know a little bit more about you. And we've you only know, scratched the surface. Yeah. Eh, just a little bit. Uh, you know, just I, a little bit. I, How would I have met you if it wasn't for Cindy, if it wasn't for Big Records, um, if it wasn't for Tim, who, you know, put my name out there in Big Records, yeah. if it wasn't for my COVID con, it all leads back. It's, it's all a trail. You know what? I wouldn't have been here. There are so many tiny aspects um, that connected me to you. And every time I meet a new person, especially when they're from another country, I think about it and I think about what if if our lives were like how they are 20 years ago would we have met i don't think we would have but i'm grateful that we have do you think we're all connected we're all made of stars we all came from one big bang i don't know that's a theory i, I don't know i don't know i think i believe in i mean i know i believe in god i believe in um i believe in adam and eve but i think that God created the Big Bang, which created Adam and Eve. God created the dinosaurs, um, and God created the you know I'm 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 into both you know the the classic God aspect of it and the the scientific part of it. I'm I merge it both into my belief. Yeah, I mean I, I don't know what to believe, so I, I just like to believe that. Yeah, um, I was born in, into a Catholic family, and 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 I've t I've run the gambit trying to figure out. You know, I, you know, I've done the Baptist, the, the Jewish, the the yeah, Jehovah's I'm Witness. Jewish, the, exactly. So I I, I, I'm thing. part. I'm part Jewish somewhere back there. I, I'm a Jewish Cuban. I'm a Cuban. My grandfather wore a star of David his whole life, and I never got bar mitzvahed. But uh, uh, you know, I, I've done a lot of bar mitzvahs. I've uh, that's awesome. I've DJed at them. In fact, they, they I was so good. They said, "Are you the rabbi?" No, no, no. I'm the DJ. <laughs> You know, it'd be a rabbi who could DJ. I want to meet. I want to meet a DJ rabbi one day. I want to meet somebody who's like. I want to meet a musician who also has a completely different job. Someone who's like, I don't know, a university professor by day and a a DJ at a rave by night. That is correct. Yeah, totally. Is, I was a firefighter and a DJ, you know, for, for a long time, all through the 90s. That's, that's back, awesome. That's back in the 1900s for you kids out there. You know, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I wish I grew up in the 90s. I even wrote a song about it. Uh, and the, well, I wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? Here it go. 
it's called i don't even remember what it's called i have so many songs that i keep on forgetting the titles but it has this cool um it has this cool guitar um part to it where i like kind of go up the scale and one day i'll put it out one day you'll hear it and you'll be like oh that's the song rachel was talking about well the the, the thing i just said was from in vogue free your mind uh wrote a song about racism want to hear it here it go it, that was the that was the intro to that song it, interesting intros it, having that having your voice in the beginning of 18 is an interesting intro i like that these are little little I'm hooks glad you, like it. you know people do i mean back in the 70s it was guitar licks Wah! i could name that tune in yeah. one note Wah! totally that's the song I don't know if you've heard Billie Eilish's album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? But she does a lot of that. Um, and I, I was like so, so, so into that album when it when it came out. I would play it on repeat just because it was some, something I'd never heard before. And it was made by someone who's so, so young. Um, and I really liked the samples that she used in the beginning of the songs, uh, especially in My Strange Addiction. I don't know where the sample came from, but it's like, it's cool. I feel um, bad for her brother. It's all about Billy. <laughs> he, it's, he's just as much. He's just as talented. Phineas is incredible. <laughs> I actually, um, once I started listening to her music, I started listening to his music. And it just, it made me feel like I was floating. I remember I heard, uh, I heard Luck Pusher, which is one of his songs uh, for the first time. And it, it felt like I was floating. You know what? When we're off this interview, I want you to listen to Luck Pusher by Phineas. Will do. It's it it really like it it inspired me that that song inspired me a lot of my writing when I was like thirteen it was a, it was it's such a good song such an underrated song you see Rachel Dara this this is a community you're in the music community you, I'm you in not the music only community. are making your own music you're helping others you're pushing others uh, you know Phineas hey you're gonna get another listener you're gonna get another <laughs> listen because of Rachel Dara so fantastic Phineas Eilish. So, uh, hey, you never know what you're going to get when you listen to these when you do these podcasts. But I, I'm mindful of your time. I know you got to to hit the road, get on out of here. But I don't want this to be the last time that we talk. As time progresses, I want you to come back on, talk about I your would new love projects. To. It would be my honor. I really love being here, Dan. Thank you for having me. Hooray! Well, um, I always finish these things off. Uh, you give some shout outs to people that have helped you along the way. I know you've already given some. And, and anybody that you don't mention, don't get mad, okay? Just uh, you know, just a couple of shout outs as we wind this thing down. Want to shout out Big Records for helping me book all these interviews, specifically Cindy, Tim, Pam, the whole crowd out there. I love you guys. You're you're such a good good help to independent artists like me. And I I really, I really appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. And I know Dan does too. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, once again, I always finish these things off with last words for the people. This could be words to live by. This could be something you heard a long time ago, maybe a mantra that you wake up with every morning or whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Rachel Dara, give the last oh, words love, for the people. I love that. All right. Let me think about it. I'm indecisive. Um, just go with the flow. It's my last words. Go with the flow. Let it all out. And don't. Don't let anything stop you from writing what you want to write and, you know, showing the world the good parts about yourself that you want to show. There's nothing bad about being a good person. I want to put that out there. Well, 
there you have it, party people. Rachel Darrow, what a cool girl. Ah, fantastic. So far ahead of the game. I know I said that like 12 times during the con- during the podcast, <laughs> during this conversation. Man, she's got a new album out there, The Big Invention. Make sure that you look for it. Make sure that you find it. Make sure that you stream it. The next big invention. And I'll have all the links down below. RachelDara.com. That's the, the place you ought to be. Instagram is Ra- Rachel Dara Music. Facebook, YouTube is Rachel Dara. Uh, I am Rachel Dara on TikTok. Just find her. All right. If you look up Rachel Dara on your Googles, Google Rachel Dara. Okay. And you're going to find all the places. But uh, for the most part, go to RachelDara.com and uh, find the music, stream the music, listen to the music, get your mood changed, feel good. And uh, follow her around, okay? Yeah, don't be a stalker, but uh, follow Rachel Dara on her social medias and uh, stream Rachel Dara. Get that girl some money, all right? I know she's got a backup plan, but uh, this should be a good plan too. She's too talented not to go big, to get big, like big records. <laughs> big records going to be a lot of help on that one, making her get from this level to the next level. It's good to have people. You can only go so far by yourself. It's good to have people to help you go to the next level. All right, Rachel Dara, thanks so much for being on the What Makes You Famous podcast. I appreciate it. Good conversation. Good meeting you. Look forward to hearing more. Look forward to seeing more, learning more. Did I say that already? All right, party people, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, my loyal listener, I'm talking to you, turning my attention to you. If you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call. 501-470-6386 or email keysdan at aol.com. That's it for me. It's keysdan, radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous and follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keysdan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some words to live by it's never too late to have a happy childhood but the second one is up to you and no one else a public service message from radio what.com the music you want Tweet, tweet, yo. Follow Radio What on Twitter at Radio What Twit. Tweet, tweet, yo.